When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the 1871 podcast. And on this episode, we'll be chatting about Reading's six-point deduction and their remaining seven games. But before, we have not one, but two bits of very exciting news for you. The first bit of exciting news is that we're due to be talking to Reading legend Marcus Hanneman tonight. And assuming that we do speak to Marcus tonight, that episode will be available to watch or listen to anytime after 7pm tomorrow. And if you want to watch any of our episodes, you can watch them on our YouTube channel. So just go to YouTube and search for 1871 Podcast and you should find us. Um and if you've got a smart TV, you can now watch the 1871 podcast on your TV by selecting YouTube on your smart TV and searching for the 1871 podcast. So, uh, and by the way, you can um, listen to uh, 1871 podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you missed our episode with Ray Houghton, that was Really interesting, really enjoyed speaking to Ray. That's still available to listen to and watch on YouTube. So that's our first bit of exciting news. Our guest on tomorrow's episode is Marcus Hanneman, assuming that we do speak to him this evening. And that will be available anytime from 7pm tomorrow. And our second bit of exciting news, probably even more exciting than that bit of news, is that we're now joined by another Reading legend, because our co-host Dylan Kerr is back. So welcome back, Dylan. Hi, sorry, I've just been a bit hectic this week. And, you know, the timings, obviously, when it was a two-hour, when the clocks were two hours uh, forward, then we, I was OK. But now we're, we're, in a, we're in a crucial stage of playing our second game in three days. And we've got another five games after this by the end of the month. So... I do apologise to everybody that I'm not. They're probably probably happy that I'm not on here. You, but you and Johnny are taking care of it, so that's good. I'm good to miss Ray Houghton last night, um, and Marcus uh, Anaman tonight. It's uh, but just the timing is all wrong because of uh, the game situation. But it's good to be back. Yeah, we will want to talk to to you about that, Dylan, and uh, great to have you back. Um, we want to have a quick chat with you about your team, Marumo Gallants. Um, but first, before I do that, I have a question for you. 
So um, including series one, how many 1871 podcast episodes do you think we've done in total so far? It's a guess. I would say 22. 22? Yeah. Uh, Well, we might have done 22 with you, but the total, this is episode 98. Wow. Wow. Crikey. So we did something like, I think, I think 74, um, which included about five episodes on the same day of the Legends yeah. game. Oh, that's uh, brilliant. But yeah, in total, this includes me and me and Johnny having a chat sometimes without you. Yeah. Uh, but oh. yeah, this is episode 98. So tomorrow's episode with Marcus Hanneman is episode 99. And we're planning something a bit different to celebrate our 100th episode. So that's coming up over the next two episodes. Now, before we catch up with Dylan and talk about the current Reading team, it's a triple pat on the back for Johnny this week. Not only is he now even more famous in Berkshire (laughs) than he was already, even though he's in Ireland, um, after his appearance on BBC Radio Berkshire yesterday talking about Reading's six-point deduction, and we got a nice plug for the 1871 podcast, so it makes it all worthwhile. Um, but he was instrumental in securing Marcus Hanneman as a guest for tomorrow night's 1871 podcast episode. And that's not all. As things stand, Johnny is the current leader in our Reading FC quiz. Now, we we did think he'd managed a very impressive 41 points out of a maximum of 50 but the result has now been verified, and I can reveal that Johnny actually scored 39 points. So I don't know how you managed to get two extra points. But but anyway, 39 points, Johnny, you are still the leader as things stand. So well done to you. Thank you. Um, so anyone listening, anyone watching, can you beat Johnny's score? So if you want to have a go at our quiz, it's still available. Just search for it on the 1871 podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And it's on the same episode as our reaction to the one-all draw against Bristol City. Then when you've had a go at the quiz, do let us know your score, mostly because Johnny is keen to find out if he will be holding on to his lead. He didn't in the first quiz. He got uh, he got pipped by Chris Bennett. So um, Let's see what happens this time. And then we're going to announce our overall winner. So 50 points in the first quiz, 50 points in the second quiz. Add them up. If my maths is correct, 50 plus 50 is 100. So you get your score out of 100 and we'll we'll crown our 1871 podcast quiz champion. So um, it's time now for a quick catch up with Dylan. And Dylan, all of these managers are getting sacked in the Premier League, but you're certainly... Proving your worth as a manager in the South African Premier Division. And you won your latest game on Sunday as Marumo Gallants came from 2-0 down to win 3-2 in your final CAF Confederation Cup group game. So uh, congratulations for that. That means you finished top of the group and you will play against one of the second place teams in the quarterfinals. And I believe the draw for the quarterfinals is taking place tonight. Um, you've got seven league games left, same as Reading, starting with tonight's game against Royal AM. Um, now, your team must be in, in confident mood, especially after what you did on Sunday. 
Yeah, thanks, uh, Mark. It's uh, and well done, Johnny and Atrick. But I think you've left the one out that he, the one player he didn't manage to get. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, sorry, Johnny. Um, right. No, it's um, yeah. On Sunday, I played basically. I played a, a starting eleven, only nine. Uh, I'd not played a single game for Marumo Gallants this year. So we'd already qualified, which uh, was brilliant. But also, we, we wanted to qualify as group winners. And we did that with basically um, a team of unknowns. We were 2-0 down at half-time. The proverbial prawn sandwich came out and the boots were flying. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't hit anybody, but... You know, second half, they, they came out and gave a great performance and won the game 3-2. And we topped the group, which is is, is, is kind of like Wokingham Town uh, winning the championship. That's that's how I would describe uh, the group. Um, mm. Because Uzma Algiers um, uh, are a very, very good team. You know, and, uh, you know, to beat them at home and, and lose a tricky away game was, was, was two great performances. But now we've got a big, big game. This is this is probably the biggest game to either see where we're at for the last seven games. Um, and it'll be a good judge of the players' character and the players' attitudes because not only have they rested all week, um, they've 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 been able to do some training which we haven't been able to do to do previously. And so Hopefully, hopefully we will we will get um, the the valuable valuable three points that we need. But the thing is, we we brought it to Bloemfontein. Now Bloemfontein from Polakwani is about a ten hour drive, and the reason we brought it here is because Bloemfontein municipality haven't got a football team, because Royal AM is owned by a lady called Mama Kizi, and she bought the status. She didn't get promoted two years ago with Royal AM, so she decided to be to buy. Bloemfontein Celtic status and relocate the team to Durban, which annoyed and angered a lot of Bloemfontein diehards because Bloemfontein's got one of the biggest, if not the biggest, support base in South Africa. And the, the locals love the soccer here. So today it's going to be, there's going to be fireworks off the field, especially if Mama Kizi turns up with her team because they don't like her because they've, they, they've, they've stolen, basically they've stolen her, she's stolen their team and relocated it elsewhere, uh, just to get in, into the PSL. So it's going to be a very, very great, it's going to be an exciting atmosphere for, for the players, especially for our players. Because if you if you look at it, when we play in Polokwane or Rustenburg, we might get a 1,000, you know, and, and we play in the World Cup stadiums of Polokwane and Rustenburg. So imagine 1,000 people when it's a 55,000, 60,000 seater stadium, it doesn't look good. Today we're playing in the Bloemfontein uh, World Cup Stadium, and we're expecting maybe fifteen, twenty thousand people here today. So it's going to be a great occasion. I just hope that the the players don't get uh, too carried away with uh, the, the the fanfare and everything. Just go out there and, and get three points. Yeah, well, we wish you well, Dylan. And we're going to be. Um, I'm going to be asking you later. I'm going to talk to Johnny now about the six point deduction and. And the seven games to go, uh, but I want to ask you later about how you've kind of transformed the fortunes of Maruma Gallants and how you can, uh, you know, how Reading might be able to sort of do something similar, hopefully to stay above the relegation zone. But coming to Johnny now, um, Reading's six-point deduction was announced yesterday. You were talking about it on BBC Radio Berkshire. 
Johnny, do you think it's um, a relief for the club, for the players, for the manager, for the fans that we've finally got that over and done with? Uh, and now we know where we stand and we've got seven games left. Is, is it a, a relief and now we can get on with what we need to do? Yeah, it's what it is, isn't it? I think we all know it's coming and it's just it's just a shame. It's just a shame that we've got ourselves into this position again. But, you know, that's the club's fault, the EFL, whatever gone on between them and how things have been done financially. Um, that's their business. But um, again, you know, as usual, the fans are the ones that feel it. You know, it's, it's our club. Um, you know, whoever's supported Reading for however long, um, you know, that's a tradition of it. But now we have to be positive draw a line under the, the you know what's gone on it's what it is we have seven cup finals to go we need to take each game as it is and and go for a win um that's that's where it, it's at now you know we're a point above the bottom three or whatever and there's sides around us that aren't that great um you know you know we've talked about ints and you know whether he's the right man for the job we've never done that and not convinced but we have to go right well this is what it is. He has to get on with it. He has to start being positive and getting the get the results and getting the fans behind the team. Starting, you know, with the Birmingham game. That's huge. You know, it's a big, 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 big match. And win that. And then, you know, you can hopefully start some momentum. Yeah. So, like you said, a point above the relegation zone and a point above Cardiff. So, we're not, we're not the, you know, we've got Cardiff in between um, Reading and the relegation zone. So, Cardiff 39 points, um, Huddersfield 39 points as well. And like you say, basically, we need a win on Friday against Birmingham, don't we? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing else will do, to be honest. You know, that's where we're at now. You know, Huddersfield is picking up form. Wigan won the other day. It, it's going to be like that. It's going to be a week by week. You know, you'll be checking every other team's results and hoping that we're, you know, I think, you know, we said before, you know, Looking at roughly three points every four, sorry, four points every three games is in my head. You know, that's something. And then, you know, the final game. So, you know, if we can get nine points from seven, maybe, maybe that's enough. Maybe not, but that'd be realistic, I think. Well, that form is the sort of form that Huddersfield is showing. So, look, let's, um, let's have a look at how things stand following the points deduction. So, um, that six point deduction, it means that, um, obviously hasn't changed any of the other teams. Wigan had their deduction previously. So QPR have 42 points, Rotherham 41, Reading 40, Cardiff 39, and then the bottom three, Huddersfield 39, Blackpool 35, and Wigan 33. Um, and like you said, Johnny, Huddersfield showing some good form. Um, so I think almost our aim is to stay above Cardiff and then we'll will be safe. I, I think whatever you said, four points from three games sounds quite um ambitious. Uh if we can do that we'll we'll definitely be staying up, I'm sure. Um, but look, here's here's Reading's last seven games. Birmingham City at home on Friday, Preston away on Monday. So of course two games over Easter in the space of a few days. That's that's gonna be huge and you know one team could pick up six points, one team could lose both games and it changes the whole picture. So um, Birmingham at home on Friday, Preston away on Monday, and then home to Burnley, uh, and then home to Luton, who are, who are going very well. Um, Coventry away, Wigan at home, and final game of the season, Huddersfield away on May the 8th. 
So that could be interesting. Um, so, Johnny, you, you're talking about um, four points from three games. So how many points do you think Reading need from the last seven games to stay up? I would say eight or nine. Realistically. I think so. I think just because you can't, you know, everyone's fighting in that league and the championship's the most bizarre league as we know. You know, um, Huddersfield beat Borough on Saturday. I know they're at home, but nobody would have picked that. And there's yeah. going to be there's going to be games in these last six or seven where you're not, you know, there's going to be results that we're not going to think we could go and lose on Friday to Birmingham and then go and beat Burnley. You know, that's how bizarre yeah. the league is. But you think, you know, so look, looking at eight or nine points, if we can get that, you think, well, that's you know, the teams that are behind us have got to win four out of seven, maybe. You know, that's kind yeah. of you yeah. can't. I think you can't count out Blackpool and Wigan at this stage. You can't say, oh, they're no, definitely going down. No. Obviously, they're a little bit adrift. But look, um, if you take sort of QPR down to Huddersfield, it's three points between QPR, Rotherham, Reading, Cardiff and Huddersfield. So it kind of looks like it might be one of those teams that is going to join Blackpool and Wigan. But like you say, Wigan had a result, although it was against QPR. QPR are... You know, their form's similar to Reddin's. Um, Rotherham and Cardiff are struggling as well. Yeah. Huddersfield, I think it's the last three games, a draw and two wins. 4-2 um, against Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. So, you know, you, you you wouldn't be surprised if, if Huddersfield stay up. Yeah. Well, you've got um, Warnock there. I know as much as yeah. we all hate, love to hate him, he's, he's, he does what he does. And, you know, he's, he's a yeah. manager that gets players motivated and, and that's yeah. huge. And that's what you need at that stage. And they and they brought Neil Warnock in because he's got a track record. He's come in. Uh, Huddersfield are starting to perform, uh, get some good results. And we know someone else who's done that in South <laughs> Africa, don't we? So, Dylan, Dylan, coming back to you now, um, Reading in, in a bit of a, a slump. They had a, a, a few defeats. And then the last couple of games have been draws. So, at least we go into Friday's game unbeaten in two games, you could say. Um, you've come into Marumo Gallants. They, they'd won. You came in when they were bottom of the league back at the end of January. Um, they'd only won two games all season. And then all of a sudden you come in, they win four games. So you've obviously done something to change their mindset or whatever it might be. What do you think, what do you think is the key now, Dylan, to, um, to staying up for Reading? All this has got to get the players to enjoy playing. That's 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 what I've done. I've done it for four other teams. This is the fifth one. This one's the hardest one of all because I've only I've only got ten games where the previous ones have been fifteen and eighteen. So this is this is the toughest. But you know, you know, Paul Paul knows the issues that he's got got to, got to deal with off the field. Right, that's got to go. That's that's nothing he can control. Now he's got to say to his players every day. Right. This is this is your livelihood. This is the future of, you know, Reading Football Club. You know, this is this is not just about you. It's about the supporters. It's about the chairman. You know, it's about it's about the club. You know, most of all, it's, it, it's about the fans. You know, and and it, whatever you do as as a football player or as a football coach, you know, if you give your best, if you are trying, then the fans will love you for that. You know, it's when. It's when they, you know, the fans are not stupid. They're not idiots. They're, they're, they're you know, being supporters for a long, long time. They know, you know, the past, and and then they want the future. 
you know, and getting relegated into League One, you know, the championship's hard to get out of, but the League One is even harder because of the, the teams that are in that division. You know, you've got Portsmouth, you've got Ipswich Town, Derby County, you've got all these big uh, former teams that are in League One, you know, and they can't get back into the championship. So, you know, what Paul's got to do is, and his assistants, they've got to get around those players and, you know, make them relax, make them not feel, you know, tense about playing these games and go out and give them confidence and give them confidence to believe in themselves and believe in what they can do. Um, and Dilla, Johnny's made the point about um, he doesn't understand why Paul Lynch seems to come across as, as negative. We don't know what he says in the changing room to the players, but after the game, you know, there's this thing about him, he'll blame the ref for a, a penalty that wasn't given or he'll say, oh, well, you know, we had these players missing and Johnny... Johnny's view is that he's a bit negative. He he sounds like he's sort of making excuses. How important is it, you know, from your perspective as a manager, that you're talking in a positive way to try and give the the players a lift? What what do you, you know, what do you see as the most important factor in terms of how you motivate players as, as the head coach? Again, you know, you're you're fronting the club. You're you're the one that's in charge. You're the boss. So you've got to give the confidence to, to, to the, like I said, the most important people in, in, in football, which is the supporters. You know, fans can see what happens on the pitch. You know, fans talk about football. So even if you're not at the game, you know, they'll be told by, you know, their friends or family what, what's happened. You don't need the manager, you know, to to, to go out and, and talk about, you know, the, the issues that Paul, you know, has to talk about. You know, let's talk about the players, who's performing, who's not performing. But don't don't you know uh, embarrass them. You know we got you've got to let the you know what he should be speaking about the football side of things, not about the referees, not about the the decisions. He should be talking about the positives that Reading have have, have, have been showing, uh, and also he's got should uh, say why they're, they're losing goals, why they're not winning games. You know is it is it is it the selection? You know did he get did he get the substitutes wrong? Did he did he make the right selection uh, starting selection? You know, and, and, and that's where fans will probably relate more to him rather than looking for excuses and, as Johnny said, being negative. Because, you know, th- that's the fans' that's the fans uh, right to be negative because, you know, they're paying money to watch the game. So they're paying money to watch their team win. And when they don't, you know, they, they can criticise everybody because it's their right. But from a manager's point of view, you start criticising players, you start criticising officials, Officials will start to say, hang on, you know, you know, this, this guy's having a go at us. And when a decision needs to be made, you, you may not get that decision. So I, I understand he's under pressure. I, like I've always said, you know, Paul Lynch wears his heart on his sleeve when he plays as a player. And he, and, and he, and he doesn't want to, to be a failure at any football club. He's, got, he's at a great club. Uh, but, you know, I can, I can understand the pressure he's under, especially losing these uh, six points makes it even harder. But, you know, looking at the Bristol City result, you know, he's got to take a positive out of that, you know, because they got a point, which is not an easy place to go down to Bristol. But as Johnny commented about the results now and the teams that uh, are, are at the bottom two, yes, I probably agree. Wigan, they're going to find it very, very difficult. Blackpool, you know, it's surprising because Blackpool were, you know, up in the top six, I think, in the, at the beginning of the season. Lie ready. You know, so... EPR as well. Look what's happened to them. They, they've been in free fall, haven't they? I could see them dropping into the relegation zone if, if they're not careful. Oh, 
Rotherham have been the yo-yo club like Norwich City of the Championship and League One. You know, so Rotherham are no way out of it yet. And I say, you know, it's this morning in our technical meeting, uh, you know, about the game tonight. I wrote the top from from position nine to position sixteen. You know, there's there's nine points in, involved, and if we we play four games um, in the next thirteen days, and if we win those four games, which I really really believe we can do, uh, if we if we have that little bit of luck on our side, because you know at the bottom of the league you don't get the luck, you don't get the rub of the green, uh, you don't get the breaks. But if we can win those four games, then that's us, you know, finished. Uh, and we and we can do that. Uh, my only problem is, you know, in in this country, you know, the, the the teams that have qualified for the top eight because of the top eight competition. So, um, you know, the likes of Richards Bay, Amazulu, or, or, or in tenth at the moment, but they've been up there. Uh, teams that are not going to perform, you know, they're not performing well, and and we we've we've played them already, but other teams have got to play them. So. I've just got to make sure, as I said to my players, and, and this is what Paul Ince is probably saying to his players, forget the other teams in the league, forget the ones that are, are around you. You just concentrate on your job. You just concentrate on you getting three points. That's all that matters. And, and Dylan, just want to ask you, and, and sort of going back to the stuff that Johnny's talked about in terms of what Paul Ince says, um, Paul Ince was asked, I think after the, the last game, you know, what he makes of the negativity from the fans. And and he kind of, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, but from what I can remember, he sort of said that um, he actually quite likes that. Um, and it, it sort of gives him motivation. As a manager, if you're getting negativity from fans, how, how do you respond to that, Dylan? What 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 would you do in that scenario? <laughs> well, you, you, you just got to have a bit, you know, you know, try and block it out as much as you can because at the end of the day, you know, you you, you can take the plaudits when you're top of the league and when you're bottom of the league, you're going to get hammered. It's always the manager's fault. You know, it's, ne- it's never the players. The players are not responsible for the results, even though they're the ones that are kicking the ball. You know, so you have to black, black that out. And I've never, ever been, I've never, ever been approached in the street, which is very, very lucky. And not one supporter has come and been critical of, of what I'm doing. In fact, it's the opposite. You know, so you know that that that's the pleasing thing from my side, uh, but you know, obviously, when you when you're on the dugout and you've got you know the supporters here, if they're not happy with a certain player, they will whistle and they will do this, and and, and the pressures on on the coach then to either keep that player on who they won't brought off, or you bring him off and and, and put a substitute on, and 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 they're happy here, but you know it's. I think I say, you know, the negativity in football, you know, you, you, you can't do that, you know, because you've got to be positive. And I'll give you an example. You know, we, we've got an assistant coach that's kind of, he's old school. He's old school. He's a, he's a lovely man. And, you know, recently he's been very, very negative on the on the field towards my players, you know, to, to our players. And it's, it's affected performances, you know, and, and on Sunday... At half time, I had to tell him, "Listen, you know, you know, stop, stop, you know, berating the players, stop getting on the players because you know it's affecting their performance and it's affecting our results." We were two 0 down, remember? And then at half time, he, he sat on the bench. He didn't, you know, he didn't mention anything. He didn't shout at anybody, and players started to play and enjoy themselves, and we won three two. So 
it, it does. It does get on players. It does get get to players. You know, that that's the, the biggest part of being a coach is not just being a good manager or a good coach, being a good man manager of players. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, come back to you now. Um, I'm just going to ask Dylan for something very quickly. Yeah, go on. Just about, you know, Dylan, you know, you've worked with players. How important is belief and momentum? You know, when you're in a position like Reading, like you've been in, where you're trying to get results, getting that confidence, and you get on a run that takes you, you know, three wins or whatever. How do you kind of get get that installed into players? You you, you, do, you develop a training session where the players enjoy it. The players come into work to work, yeah. but there's got to be some enjoyment in it. You know, you don't want players to come to training thinking, oh, it's Monday, we're going to be running. Oh, it's Tuesday, we're going to be doing tactics. Oh, it's Wednesday, we're going to be doing uh, speed work. You know, it's Thursday, we're going to be watching videos. You know, you need the players to go out there and play. They're, they're in a position where they need results. We need results. You know, and to get that, to get that momentum, you need to, you know, go, to, go into a game being positive. You know, at the end of the day, there's nothing else you can do but try and get the players motivated to, to win that game. Yeah. And the only way you can do that is prepare right. And one of the things that I've always done, because I always come in mid-season, you know, and I've seen the team de- dejected. I've seen the team, no team spirit, no camaraderie. I've seen people, players, you know, asking questions, why are they not playing? And, and I brought that all together and, and, and brought in a, a, a kind of a different vibe to training where they come, they know what's, what they're going to do, they know how they're going to finish and they go home happy. Yeah. Yes, you know, the players that are going to complain because, yeah, they want game time. Uh, just the other day, I had one player that wanted to be released. And he didn't feel that he was part of the squad. Uh, he didn't feel that you know he was he was adding anything to him, and he wanted to be released. And I said, no, you know you're part of this squad. You know you've got to, you've got to earn your right to play in my team. Can't just expect to play uh, just because you're you're a name from two, three, four, five years ago. Yeah, you know, and you've got to have. And one of the things you've got to have, and it's it's good that Sly's coming because Sly's my assistant, not the other. He's uh, is, is, is my uh, coach. Um, you've got to have you've got to have a, a technical bench that's got your, the same ideology. Yeah. You know, he he's he's the hardest man on them. You know, I'm, he's a bad guy. I'm the good guy. You know, they they hate his training because he's he's he's, he's so demanding, which is what an assistant coach needs to be. Yeah. You know, he has to demand things from people, and you know, we we we've got a good relationship. So you know, if I can leave him with the players, I know what I'm going to get. And if he has to come here. Like he has done today, you know. I know because he's got to sit on the bench. I'm in the stand. I know what I'm going to get from him. I know I'm going to get that same work ethic. I know that I'm going to get that same um, energy. And he wants the team to win, same as I do. So that's what that's what's the, probably the most important thing. So Dylan, you're you're basically saying that he's Colin Lee and you're Mark McGee. Is that right? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But at least he smiles. Colin never used to smile. You know? <laughs> All right, well, look, Sly, it's uh, nice to nice to see you on the on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, Dylan, you know, wish wish you well for tonight and and the rest of the season. Just, just want to sort of uh, expand on what you've both been talking about that positivity. If you if you think back to the one hundred and six season, Reading and, and Steve Copples talked about it, and and some of the players that we've had on as guests have talked about it. Reading went into those games knowing almost, that they were going to win that game. You know, they just knew. And um, apart from the first game of that season, and then one more defeat, 
you know, they didn't lose any other games. They just went into every game just kind of with that mindset, we, we know we're going to win today. And you can't say that this season. It's almost like, as fans, you get the feeling, and I don't know what the players are, think, are actually thinking, but you get the feeling that Reading and Moro's almost going into games with a fear of getting beaten. That that's how it, how it seems sometimes. Um, but what I what I wanted to ask you, Johnny, is uh, we've talked about mindset there. Obviously, if you look at the the bottom of the table now, Huddersfield, the form that they're showing, that result against Middlesbrough. You know they're they're kind of the form team of those bottom teams. Yeah, you mentioned that Wigan won; they beat QPR. Um, for me, I think QPR are, are in trouble. They're in real danger because since I think since uh, it's Michael Bill, wasn't it? Went to Rangers. Yeah, since he left. They've been in free fall. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I can see I can see them in in real trouble. Out of those teams in the in the bottom. Um, sort of six or seven positions, Johnny. QPR, Rotherham, Reading, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Blackball and Wigan. Who do you think uh, is likely to be safe? Who do you think is probably going to be in the mix at the end of the season for relegation? I hope we're going to be safe, but realistically, you know, it, it, out of all of them, I think, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, I'm sure Dylan, like, Neil Warnock's been working with the same players that have been struggling and he's got on performing. So it's obviously a mindset thing. You know, and it's the same that can happen to any of those teams. It can happen with Reading. There has to be a change of approach. You know, we set up negatively. Okay, you know, he made some positive subs against City, brought players on earlier, which helped us get a point. And he needs to do that. He needs to be more proactive. I think, I still think, I think Wigan will go down. I think Blackpool will go down. Even though Mick McCarthy's there. And again, you know, he's, he's, he's a manager, but they are quite, you know, with the players they've got, We've still got some decent players, um, you know, that we've, you know, we've got Jow as a goal scorer, Mate is a goal scorer, Carroll's a goal scorer. You know, we've got the, the, the players. I think I saw a stat where we haven't had a clean sheet this year. Some ridiculous like that, you know, and that's... What for game since the FA Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, looking at the other sides, it's who wants it most, who's got the belief. I... Um, yeah, I, it's so. You, you'd ask me today, and I'll tell you one team. Ask me tomorrow, and I'll tell you another. I think, you know, Rotherham. None of the teams are performing well, apart from Huddersfield. Realistically, you know, so you're kind of going, well, it's almost like start of a new league on Friday, where who wins first is going. You know, there's a league of what we're we talking seven or eight teams that realistically could go down. So you're looking at that as a as a new league, and you're going right. Reading are currently what fourth in that league and you're trying to avoid the bottom three. So if you look at that as a mindset and going, right, well, they've got games that are winnable, in, in my opinion. You know, any game's winnable in the championship because you, you can't pick it. You cannot pick any game guard. That's a definite, even like, you know, a team like Burnley where we could possibly stop them getting 106 points, which is a good motivation, you know, for that game if you need it. Um, Cardiff, Cardiff have got a game in hand. That replay game that they had um, from the one that was washed out. What, Johnny, just to interrupt there, obviously, if you're at the top of the table and you've got a game in hand, it means something. But you're at the bottom 
because you're not winning games. So yeah. the ga- do, do you know what I mean? The game yeah. in hand. Yes, if Huddersfield have got a game in hand, you'd think, well, they're in good form. But I mean, if you, you know, that mini league that you talked about, this is such a big weekend because there's there's six yeah. points up for grabs. Yeah. And there's three, you know, if you look at, so there's, it's like the mini league of seven teams. So QPR 42, Rotherham 41, Reading 40, Cardiff 39, Huddersfield 39. There's three points between those five yeah. teams. Yeah. So Huddersfield could be, yeah. you know, come the end of play on Monday, Huddersfield could be at the top of that mini yeah. relegation league. Um, so look, let's, let's, let's leave it there. Um, we, Johnny, uh, yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny you, you hit the nail on the head there. Leeds United, Notts Forest. Who wanted it more last night? Yeah. Leeds United. Yeah. Who won it? Who yeah. won it? That's, 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 all the, that's all the fans want to see. Do, do Reading Football Club want it more than yeah. uh, the, the opposition? That's, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. You know, I, I watched that. I mean, everybody probably watched Chelsea Liverpool last night. I watched Leeds and Forest, not because of my uh, allegiances to Leeds, but um, I wanted to watch how two teams in the bottom three were going to were going to perform. And you know, Leeds Leeds were fantastic. I thought I thought Leeds were absolutely fantastic, basically because they wanted it more. Yeah, that's that's what it were. You know, they, and they. They, they defended very, very well. They didn't allow Forrest to play, get into, into momentum of how they played. And when uh, Leeds had chances to attack, they did. And they're now, I think, they've gone to 13th. Yeah. Isn't so that about being... leaders, though, Dylan, on the pitch? You know, you, you go a goal down. You can't do everything as a coach. You need the guys on the pitch to stand up, don't you, and go, right, lads. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's who wants it more. Your players are the ones that want it more. And... You know that's that's what that's all you want. That's all you want. That's all I want my, from my players. As I said to them this morning, you know, it's the ones that want to die for three points. Yeah, will get those three points. You know, and and that, that that's it. You know, that, there's no no motivation needed. It's like guys, you no, know, we're in the shit. Let's get out of it. This is how we're going to do it. It's yeah. up to you. You yeah. know, I've done my job. I've prepared right. I've made sure that you've recovered right. I've made sure that you've rested right. I've made sure that we've travelled here two days before. Uh, to, to, so we don't, you know, feel tired, you know, if we travel the day before. So now it's up to you guys, and, and that's all you got to do. You've just got to say, right, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dylan, um, good luck for, for tonight for the rest of the season. Obviously, we'll catch up with you again soon. Um, so that's it for tonight's episode. We're, we're going to catch up after Easter when the picture will probably look a, a bit different. Uh, who knows what's going to happen over the next two games? Um, so just a reminder. Reading home to Birmingham on Friday and then Preston away on on Monday. And then after that is Burnley. Um, So that's it for tonight's episode. Don't forget our episode with Ray Houghton is still available to listen to or to watch on YouTube on the 1871 podcast. And join us for episode 99 tomorrow night, anytime from 7pm onwards, when our special guest will be the Royals 106 legend, Marcus Hanneman. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.